Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. Welcome, everybody, to another podcast episode. Um, let's see. This is actually going to be the 50th podcast episode. So this is an extra special one for me, a huge milestone, I would I would say. Um, I want to introduce you guys to my next guest. It just It's really appropriate, uh, the next step of the guest that I'm, I have on today uh, from coming off of the superintendent podcast. If you missed that one, that was the last one that came out. I have the CEO of the Arizona Education Foundation with me, Kim Graham. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Kim, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I know we had connected, just to give a little background for our listeners, um, I had connected with AEF through a mutual contact with Kareem Neal, who is the teacher of the year. Um, and luckily, I I was able to get all of the teachers and the, the ambassadors of excellence, as well as Kareem, on a previous podcast. And we were going back and forth. And I was like, you know what? You should just be on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> And talk about um, you and what your organization does. So tell me a little bit about you and how you got started with um, AEF. Well, um, it was actually by accident. Uh, my mom lives out in Sun City. And my husband and I had been coming out to Arizona frequently. About seven years ago, I worked for the Phoenix Symphony. So I had lived out here, but had moved back to New Orleans to work on an education initiative there. And I just wanted to be near my mom while she was healthy. And, you know, so many of my friends wait until their parents need care. (laughs) And so we decided to just casually start looking for jobs. And I had heard of AEF when I had been at the symphony And I saw the job post for executive director and I thought, wow, you know, I'm a former teacher. My parents were teachers. What an awesome way to um, support public education. And how cool would it be to lead this organization in celebrating teachers and recognizing excellence in public schools? So I submitted my application and here I am. You lucked out. And I was, yeah, I was looking at your background. I thought it was really neat that you have a really strong arts and education background as well. Yes, I do. Um, The first half of my life, I was a professional actress, director, playwright. And during that time also was a teacher. So I have a master's in theater as well as a master's in English. So I taught high school uh, English language arts and also uh, taught a drama program. So I've always combined the two. And from that, it led me to go to work for nonprofits that wanted to use the arts to transform communities. So from there, I was able to work at a national level with the Kennedy Center, the U.S. Department of Education, the National Endowment for the Arts. Yeah. Planning teacher training programs and arts integration programs for students. So it's, you know, the arts are very impactful. And Absolutely. When- I saw that. I saw that in your background. Um, how do you think 
I mean, just a little side question here. How do you think your your foundation in the arts and being and you were a working actress has helped you in this position? Well, one of the things I've tried to do is actively reach out to all of these statewide arts education organizations to make sure they're aware that we support and celebrate teachers of every background. And we wanna make sure those arts education organizations are aware that they can submit teachers to be nominated for teacher of the year. And that we recognize the important role they play in educating students. So that's been part of it, just building an awareness mm-hmm. and then you know, making sure that arts education organizations are aware that we exist. And, and- we're all striving for the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. For our listeners that don't know about your organization, um, it's the Arizona Education Foundation. And how do you get involved? Or is it a membership base? I know you mentioned uh, it's it's a nonprofit. Yes, we exist solely from corporate and individual donations and grants. And we have a website. It's azedfoundation.org. And people can go there and learn about what we're doing. And if they want to be a part of that, there's a way that they can donate through our website as well. Uh, We are a statewide nonprofit. Our mission is to identify, support, and celebrate excellence in public education. And we do that through several different recognition programs, but we also have support programs, training for principals, for teachers, for students. So we work in a variety of ways, anything that we can do to help schools be on a path to excellence. Very cool, very cool. I know that you guys are a nonpartisan group. Do you want to just mention anything about our Arizona I'm sure you're watching the news, the current teacher shortage, what I call teacher crisis. Um, Anything to mention or your reflections on that? Well, AEF is very fortunate in that each year we nominate the top 10 teachers of the year. So for the past several years, we have been able to meet and connect with some amazing educators. And when I came on board, I put together what I call the AEF Think Tank. And it's a group of those teachers of the year who come together every few weeks. And we talk about ways that AEF can work with them to help address things like the teacher shortage. So one of the things that we're pursuing is a conference called Why I Teach, which would be designed and led by our teachers of the year. And we would ask principals across the state to send teachers in their first three years of teaching, which is the time frame when time frame to get them. Yeah. Yes. And they could bring them to that conference and network with other teachers, be mentored by teachers of the year, and receive practical, realistic guidance and strategies on what it means to be a teacher and how to stay connected to the profession. Another program that we're launching in response to the teacher shortage is called Teach STEM. And it's a new partnership with Educators Rising and I don't know if you're familiar with oh, yes. Rising. Oh, yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a career and technical education organization for high schoolers who are interested in pursuing teaching degrees. So what we are doing is working with those top 10 teachers of the year who have STEM backgrounds. And we're connecting them with an Ed Rising high school chapter in their 
neighborhood or in their town and they will serve as a mentor and they'll go in and work with students not only modeling expert STEM instruction but helping those students learn lesson design and classroom management. A lot of things you know new teachers are great subject matter experts in their content area but they don't always have the skills in classroom management. So teach STEM will be holistic and address that. So it's a great way for AEF's work to come full circle where we're recognizing these teachers of the year who are then giving back and working with the next generation of teachers. And so hopefully the the outcome will be that these high school students choose to pursue teaching degrees in STEM. Yes, I I follow uh, uh, Lenin. I forgot his last name. He was the the president of Educator Rising uh, last year. I believe he's over at Mesa Public Schools now teaching. Uh, just phenomenal young man that came out of uh, uh, Rio Salado and ASU and and the Educators Rising program. So I'm definitely uh, very interested in uh, supporting that initiative. Whatever that I can do, or that our listeners can do, I'd love to get involved with that. Um, my only my only caveat when we do STEAM or STEM is that the classroom management piece. So I always say we do stream the R, add the R in there for relationships because none of none of that happens without that social and emotional piece um, that's so important at the front end with your students. So I always like, don't forget the R for relationship, do stream. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard of that. But yeah, so right. we push that a lot. But so it's just in my spectrum of the early childhood sector, that relationship piece, but it really goes K-12. Um, that's awesome. So tell us how we can support your work moving forward or the organization. Uh, for those that are listening to us, maybe um, teachers outside of Arizona or uh, organizations that we do have a lot of followers nationwide, um, how can we support your work? Well, you know, the biggest way is always to donate. Um, we, 79 cents of every dollar we raise goes directly back into programming. So we're a staff of two trying to serve the state. So we have very little overhead. And, um, you know, we invest as much money as we can in direct programming. So that's one way. Um, also, just helping to publicize our work yeah. and you know, joining our mailing list and making sure we can connect with you and know where you are and, and just get the word out. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I know I am on your social platforms and I try to reshare the information as well. Um, and just because you guys do such a lovely job just highlighting the teachers of the year and the ambassadors and the event for them. Um, I think that's really something worth saying. So moving forward, actually, I wanted to just mention as this position with the CEO and doing all of these initiative campaigns for our teachers that are listening out there, any, any advice for a new teacher? Yes. Don't give up. If you're thinking about leaving the profession or thinking about giving up, call me, email me. I can connect you you. with one of these teachers of the year or ambassadors for excellence. 
And a lot of times, you know, when you're a teacher and you go into a school, it's very intimidating to ask questions or admit that you don't know something. And there are some schools that have great mentorship programs within the building, but some don't. So AEF can help provide that. We can connect teachers that may not have a mentor or who may be uncomfortable asking for help in their own school building uh, with somebody who has been there, who has yes. done the same thing they're doing. So don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much for that. I wanted to make sure you mentioned it. Um, what are you doing to de-stress, Kim? That's another <laughs> self-care one. Let's make sure we end on that. How are you doing some, you know, the, the work is heavy. I, I get it. Well, I've been on the job since November, so, um, you know, it's been a whirlwind. I, it's hard for me to believe it's almost April because the months have flown by, but I get so much enjoyment out of this job, out of being in schools and meeting teachers and principals, and it's just, it's encouraging, and I just feel so fortunate to be in this role and working for such an amazing organization. AEF is truly making a difference and it's a pleasure to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cameron. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, For the listeners, again, to stay connected, go on azedfoundation.org, connect with Kim Graham directly there. And again, I mean, for our teachers that are listening, Right now, I know there's folks that are, do I sign, do I re-sign my contract? Do I go to another district? We're in that little um, time during teacher contracts and if they're going to return to their classroom. You know, connect with connect with Kim. Have her connect you with a potential mentor teacher um, to bounce those ideas off of and see which, what's best for you. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. I appreciate it.